I'm John DeMay with M Jigs. Today, I'd like to share with you a little bit about a couple products that we have in our lineup that we're really excited about. The first product I'd like to talk to you about today is the Joe Football Head Jig. Right out of the package, you'll notice that our football head jig is different than most on the market. What makes our jigs different is the quality of components. Let's start with the hook. These hooks are custom made for us in Japan. 90 degree bend, black nickel hooks, razor sharp, JDM quality. All of our Joe football head jigs have living rubber skirts. They're hand tied with copper wire to ensure that they stay affixed and it also helps them to flare while they're in the water. We powder paint and heat cure each jig to ensure that the paint stays on your jig even when you're fishing rock. Another feature that separates our jig from other jigs on the market is the screw lock keeper. The screw lock keeper does a couple things for you. Not only does it keep your beta fixed, it'll save you money on soft plastics that pull off of standard barb keepers. The second product I'd like to talk to you about is our hybrid flip and swim jig. We also have a custom hook in our flip and swim jig. It's a 4-aught, 30-degree bend, black nickel hook. It has the same durable paint, the same great keeper, and a hand-tied silicone skirt to complete it. So if you're looking for a premium product that's going to give you an edge over your competition, look us up at demjigs.com. The swim jig technique is one of the most successful ways to put fish in the boat. Time in and time out, Bravani Bait swim jigs are just the right tool for the job. Beaming with quality, the Bravani swim jigs come in a myriad of colors, feature the best premium hooks and solid trailer keepers to give you, the serious bass angler, the confidence you need to accomplish your goal of putting more fish in the boat. So go to BravaniBaits.com and start climbing the ladder to swim jig success. Welcome back, Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick. We're pretty happy right now to get to go bass buzzing with this dude right here. Skype machining us up from Alabama. Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for Boyd Duckett. Hey. What's up, Boyd? They love you. Can you hear them going nuts for you? And I never realized you had that many people there at the deal. Yeah, it's I mean, that's a, impressive. Yeah, we we pack them in. This is a big deal, you know. I mean, I gotcha. this is the biggest, least known show about bass fishing on the web. That's what this is, Boyd. Yeah, what do you got? Thirty thousand, twenty-five, thirty thousand seats in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max capacity. Max capacity. Max, yeah. Max capacity. Come. You know how we're doing? Just like just like your uh, your Bassmaster Classic victory round. I, I hear you. It, it was packed up. Packed up. Hey, first off. Um, today is a, is a um, is a show of gratitude. We're accentuating the positive and eliminating the negative. And okay. I and I want to tell you, thank you so much for purifying bass fishing. Thank you for purifying bass fishing. And what I mean by that is is the whole major league fishing concept. Man, gotcha. I mean you you that is such a cool deal. That is something that keeps me glued. I'm like, why is this only two hours on Saturdays? Yeah, I miss the extended cast. Yeah, why, why is this only two hours? I mean, you've you've 
eliminated a lot of the gray areas of professional bass fishing and purified it to, to its angling at its purest form. And I love it. I absolutely love it. The, the competition, the, uh, the stress that it puts the anglers under, the, the entire format. Just what a cool deal. You know dude. what? It's, the, it's the, also the first time that you can actually watch a comeback happen live. Yeah. In bass fishing. Yeah, it, it turned it into a, I mean, it's, it's really a sport. I feel like I'm watching a football game. It, it is real. It. it is real it's bass awesome. fishing. It's how we fish. You know, it's yep. how it's how it's how regular guys like us fish. It, it, you know, it's a day on the water. It's what it is, and uh, and and what a cool thing, man. Now, how how did that thing start? Like, what were you doing? You were just sitting around, and you're like, "Hey, we need something new." Or were you eating biscuits and gravy? And you're like, "I'm tired yeah. of this. What's yeah. going on?" <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you know, I, I've always I've I've traveled and tournament fish since 1977, but I've always worked. So so I'm a I'm a business guy. That uh, uh, I guess I, I, I you could say I fish for a living and I run companies uh, for a pastime, or you could say that I run companies and fish for a pastime, one or the other, whichever fits. Okay, you know, okay. So, I, so I'm always thinking about that. I can't stop. And and so when I got you know heavily involved, and after I I won the classic and, and was moving forward and looking at uh, at the growth of our sport, you know, which I. I grew up around it. I watched all the things that, that we had done. I felt like the audience, from a televised perspective, that we could do a better job somehow. And, and that's where the thought process started with Major League Fishing. You know, you were talking about watching a guy come back and win. The other part of tournament fishing that's never shown is the guy that crashes and burns. Right. Yeah. Uh, how about five laps left and you drive it into the wall on turn three? You know, <laughs> that's also big emotion, man. And you watch a guy that's got it, he's leading, he's, and then and there somebody comes and knocks him off. Yeah. You watch him break him off, you watch him lose him, you watch him get frustrated, and that's the real-life thing of tournament bass fishing. So I just, that was the dream, was to capture that offer that to the audience so they could feel it in their living room. Yeah, and and not only is it a brilliant business idea, but it is it is just perfect for us spectators. You you guys nailed it. You nailed it right there. And uh you know what the uh not just the spectators too, but actually you guys the anglers get to feel I mean you, you could be out there in a in a traditional tournament and and be blowing it or be blowing it out of the water and you don't even know. Now you know. Yeah, you can, you can you see know, him coming. I tell you, it's the hardest thing any of us have ever fished. Uh, you know, when the when the new guys come in, you know, we get uh, come into the selects or select guys come to the cups. You know, anybody when we fished it for the for the first ten times, you're like, man, it's just so so. It's like the last two hours of the classic all day. I mean, just all day, <laughs> it never quit. What's your favorite piece of major league fishing history that you, that you have witnessed so far? What's your favorite piece? Man, there's been some good ones, but uh, one of the ones that comes instantly to my head uh, is probably when Denny Brower won at Chautauqua, New York. Yes. All right, that particular event, I've fished against him in one of the rounds. I watched it unfold in front of me. And, and, you know, you got old Denny, you know, who, you know, veteran in the sport, you know, aging out. So I guess being an older guy in the sport, you you know, you really appreciate that. And let me tell you something. You know, everybody today on the Elite Series, man, they can flip, they can pitch, they can catch them. I mean, you know how good these guys are. And But then he put it on us. 
and we were all fishing boat docks because the lake had this funky bloom on it. So the only thing was to fish boat docks. You know, that became the obvious pattern. And, and we're fishing in front of Denny. We're fishing behind Denny. And he put it on us, buddy. And, sh- and, show, and, and that, you know, when you see, when you're next to a guy, hey, listen, I talked to Jeff Creed after the, after the event. And Jeff's fishing down a row of docks. And Denny's fishing behind him. And Denny <laughs> catches one. And then, and then he waits till Jeff gets finished. And Jeff goes to the next one. About two, two or three boat docks in. Uh, Creed starts up and goes all the way across the lake. And I asked Creed, I said, man, you know, you were right there in a good stretch. He said, man, I can't watch Denny like beat me like that. I mean, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, especially I didn't Creed. To see that, you oh, especially Creed. You know, he was spinning out. Oh, he was spinning, man. So uh, that was, that was a fun moment to watch somebody that, you know, that taught us all how to flip and pitch, take, take all the current guys and, and put a whipping on us. And we had to watch it happen. That, that's pretty cool. That's a cool deal. You got a you got an important thing, a big major announcement that you guys uh, just come came out with a couple days ago about uh, about MLF. Why don't you share it with uh, with the viewers? Tell us what's going on. And I am so excited. And, and and for me, going all the way back to the dream stages of Major League Fishing before we were a company or an entity, uh, you know, I always dreamed of bass fishing hitting larger markets. And having a chance to make it, you know, at a higher network level, maybe someday being in there. We always talk about golf and NASCAR and all, you know, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but our dream, the chance for our dream is coming through. And, the, and I'm, I'm, you know, can't tell you how excited I am about it. We'll fish our Major League Fishing World Championship uh, this year. It'll televise later in the year on CBS Network. Uh, it, it, you know, on Saturday, prime time, one to two, and and I can't tell you what a giant accomplishment that is for all of us. We're going to put tournament bass fishing, the whole series, not a single event, the whole series, where we can be rated and we can go out here to to a new audience that's not like you and I and the rest of us, and see if we can find a way to bring the rest of America over to watch our sport of professional bass fishing. It's so, happening. Awesome. It's actually happening, Boyd. Hey, where's the crowd? Yeah, where's it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Andy, where's, where's our crowd? Yeah. There it is. They love it. Yes. <laughs> Boyd Duckett. They're standing up. It was a standing ovation. Boy, They're all standing. Boyd Duckett is the Wizard of Oz. You are the Wizard of Oz behind Major League Fishing. Uh, I hear you, man. <laughs> That's a deal. Hey, uh... 2016 Bassmaster Elites uh, tournaments. Um, you came back at the end there. Yeah, you, you, you had a couple, three good derbies, and you saved your ass, didn't you? Yes, I did. And uh, I mean, uh, you did it, man. I mean, that just it shows you. Now, again, I want to say, I want to go on record and say, uh, I love the Bassmaster Elites. I love, uh, I love the FLW Tour, uh, and of course, we just stated how we feel about MLF, but. Um, a lot of pressure on the elite series too, man. You know, oh, yeah. you kind of you kind of said, "Oh, I either uh, I either work uh, and forgive me, I'm paraphrasing, but I, I work for a hobby or I fish for a hobby." But there's pressure in everything, and especially uh, professional bass fishing being being one of your jobs. Okay, let's yeah. face it; it is one of your jobs. That's a lot of pressure, and you and you came back, man. You, you came back at the end there, strong. What what changed? What changed for yeah. you? 
you know, it's always uh, uh, every year making the classic. Make no mistake. I mean, we're doing a different thing at Major League Fishing, and we're striking out. We're trying to help the raise the bar for the entire sport. That takes nothing away from from Bassmaster and the Elite Series. Right. That's that's the top tour out there, and the Bassmaster Classic is the Super Bowl. It is Augusta National. You know, it it, it is the deal. It's the World Series. And uh, and that's been that way for a long time. So for any angler on any tour, uh, taking a shot and qualifying for the Classic is big every single year. So as you get into the season, and, and you know, it's unpredictable, there's only, uh, only 28 guys that go on paper. Now there's double qualifiers. It'll get us into the mid-30s, low-30s sometimes, can't even be high-30s some years. But uh, that, that's tough, man. You know, every year I've fished this Elite Series, these young guys are coming in, and they, they're so smart, and they know so much more than I did when I was 22 or 25 or 28. It blows me away how good these new young anglers that come in, and, and the pressure gets harder and harder. So, uh, yeah, if you find yourself out of that classic cut with two or three left to, to go, you got to dig, man. you you got to reach inside, and you get up that morning, uh, or I do, and those last three events, and I'm like, I, I have to to catch them today. I have to catch them today because I must, not because I'm on them, not because I think the weather's good. I have to catch them today, period. Does that make you fish differently? Do you you fish differently with that in mind? You know, it, it, it does, it does motivate. It's a great motivator for me you know, I don't know why, because I've done this many times. I've done this multiple times and, uh, and it does seem to make a difference. It turns up the heat. It takes you to another gear. And and it doesn't change what you're on or how you fish. It just turns you up. It And that, it does me anyway. And I just look at myself and I say, today I must catch them. And you just go do what you do. And uh, so that's always uh, enjoyable. I've, I've missed it. You know, I've missed a couple of classics. Made most of them in the 10 years I fished the Elite Series. I've missed two. But uh, and And it's a heartbreaker. When that happens, I missed my home lake of Gunnersville when the classic was here. I missed that one by one point. Oh, oh one you almost point, made man. it to the Catalina wine mixer. It wasn't there. That's, yeah, that's one place <laughs> anywhere through the season. You know, one place. You know. Yes. So uh, it's a game of inches, man. Every ounce counts all year. Hey, um, 2007 Bassmaster Classic champion, 19 top tens, four wins. You've won uh, about uh, one and three-quarter million dollars. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, you've caught a lot of bass in your uh, tournament career. In fact, we know exactly how many pounds of bass you have caught in your BASS career. Do you know the answer to that? I don't. Would you like to know, Boyd? I would like. This is good stuff. Yeah, yeah th- this is J.P. High. He's the hip-hop fisherman right here. Say hello to Boyd Duckett, J.P. What J- up, Boyd? J- J.P., how many pounds of fish did Boyd catch? 4,308 pounds. 4,308 pounds of fish, Boyd. That's solid. <laughs> and no wonder my shoulder's sore. Yeah, you got encephalitis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's from carrying the bag, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's from carrying the bag, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... Awesome. It's awesome, dude. You're you're making a living bass fishing. You know how cool is what a, that? 
What a great country, huh? Yeah, what a great country. We, yeah. You know, you can do a lot of things and, 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 and find a way to make a living in this country, and it's cool. Those opportunities are neat. <laughs> it sure is. 2017 Elite Series coming up, uh, Bassmaster Classic. Your uh, your first stop is over there. Where, where are they going first? Are you going to, what's it? Alabama. Cherokee. Or, or Cherokee. 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 In Tennessee. In Tennessee. In Tennessee. That's right. That's right. Okay, sorry. Uh, you, did, you do any, did you do any practicing? I did. That's about uh, five hours from from where I am here in Gunnersville, and I went up uh, and fished three days, uh, mostly because I wanted to go fishing, and <laughs> you know, and uh, and also can kind of scope it out. Looks like a good lake. I don't have any experience there, but uh, spent a lot of time riding around looking. A lot of smallmouth in the lake. I caught a lot of smallmouth while I was there. So really, you know, wintertime deal, but it ought to be good. Nice. So, so you're going with the brownfish pattern. Well. No, I'm not, you know, saying that necessarily. <laughs> I'll, I'll check both, but I mean, I just was surprised that it had as good a smallmouth uh, population as it had. You do know, you think? A, do you think a float and fly will play play a factor in this tournament with the uh, with the no limit on length of rods? Yeah, the eleven foot stick. You're yeah, throwing you throw the ten foot stick now. I, maybe. I mean, you know that that thing works in those clear water lakes for for smallmouth and not have not having a uh, you know a limit. You know, a guy can take a big rod out there now, and that is an interesting question. I don't have much experience with it because it's not anything we could ever use. So it won't be me, but somebody may do that. Yeah, somebody might bring a big stick out there. Well, Gary Klein has a 14-foot flip stick coming out on the ducket line. <laughs> That's right. If you could, yeah, he loves a big flip stick. He's got an awesome one. We've got a new one in the White Ice series that, uh, that, that Gary designed for us. We spent a lot of time working. It's an eight footer, which, buddy, that's a big one, I mean, and it's a it's a it's an awesome eight foot flipping stick. I, I'm excited about it. I, that's all I flip with is an eight foot rod. I, I love yeah. it. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm totally excited about that right now. They, w- I'm working on a uh, something new. We're working on right now is a nine foot cranking rod. Really? Have, yeah, something to throw like the ten XD. Uh, you know, two and a half uh, ounce swim baits. A big nine foot, you know, a parabolic, like a heavy cranking rod, you know, that would fit those applications. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's a game changer. Yeah, it is, man. You can throw it a mile, man. I mean, a mile. It, yeah. when, I, when I heard the rule, the 10 foot rod rule, that's immediately what I thought was the 10 XDs and throwing yeah. those, those deep crankbaits. Yeah. Like, three yeah. mile casts. It's it's surf casting is what it is. It is, man. You got to load up and you got to run from the back of the deck, the back of the boat, all the way up to the front deck to get the momentum. So yeah, that's an Ish Monroe. uh, He's patented that move now. That's Ish's move. Nice. (laughs) He's trying to get past the uh, the schools of finger mullets is what he's doing. Yeah, to 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 get to him. Hey, why why white rods? Why did you pick white? You know, um, back uh, I, I myself and Ken Whiting originally designed and started the carrot sticks that was the beginning i don't know if you know that or not i did uh, yes and, and and that and and those were orange rods and that was when the world had little to no colored rods and and that was extremely popular uh i didn't own that company it's a it's a little partnership deal i did with a company out of canada and it, it didn't work out and, and so i moved on and started ducket fishing but that taught me that the colored rods are popular so I started looking at colors, and and in you know from a marketing perspective, uh, the colored rods look good, but some of those colored rods don't look good necessarily looking up at them. So I got to thinking about 
the, you know, we're pro driven. I've got a great pro staff, obviously myself, everybody here fishes. But we started looking at, at colors, you know, and, and Carolina blue, baby blue, slightly, that would be the perfect color rod because you can't see it looking up. Okay. Right. I didn't think I could sell it to all the good old boys that I know that fish. I didn't think they'd carry a baby blue fishing rod. <laughs> so the next best was a white type color. So we went with that. But it was a, it was driven like everything else. You know, there's times sight fishing, shallow water fishing. That black rod is extremely visible when it moves. You're pitching down and it's moving. You get in shallow water and that fish looks up. They can see that. But, but that color blends with the sky and has the least effect. So it, there was a purpose for it. I never thought about that. Yeah. And, and did you notice how all, a lot of the other companies uh, immediately started to copy you? Did you notice yeah. that? It's a fishing industry. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. If sells well, that's what, that's what everybody does. You mean people do that? Yeah, Is they that, do that all the time. Really? There's, only, there's only one sweet beaver. You know that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, only one. Only one beaver. Yeah. <laughs> only one chatterbait hey, out there, too. Since we're talking yeah. about colors and stuff, as long as I can remember, you've always had these red shoes. Is that yeah. is that a marketing thing? Is that a superstition thing? Can you explain that? I can explain that. That's a great question. In fact, I don't know if you could. I'm sitting here in my office. My trophy cabinet's behind me. I don't know if you can see. i got to show you this. Yes, I'm please move do. The screen. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move this. Yeah, go ahead. And see if I can get the shoes. You see that pair of shoes? Yeah. Yeah. See the pair of shoes? Those are retired and in my cabinet. And those are my, uh, I call them my Nolan Ryans. Nice. My Nolan Ryans. They've been retired, okay? But those were my old guaranteed when you had to to get it done on the fourth day shoot. Now, I'll back up and tell you how this weird thing happened. All of us, every one of us out there that fishes, you know, we've got some, you know, superstition about, you know, guys, you know, they're catching them and they, they got to get up on the same side of the bed and wear the same clothes and their hats got to be the same. You know how we, all of us are yeah. about fishing superstition. Well, early on, before I was fishing bass, fishing other stuff, FLW side and a lot of other tournaments, I didn't want to fight that superstitious thing. So I'll fast forward to when I first started fishing the Opens, 2001, back in there. And I went to an event, I had a good day, and my wife had bought me a pair of red shoes, just a just, just pair of red shoes. Okay. Kind of weird, <laughs> kind of weird but, I, you know, I wore them fishing, you know, no reason. And I had a really good day. And so at the end of the day, Gerald Swindle told me, he said, hey, man, must be the shoes. That's when Nike <laughs> had that ad, you know, must be the shoes. Yes. You know, that got to be the shoes, I think, was the tag. So he was picking on me, you know, man, you couldn't catch them without the shoes. I don't think anything. So I go out the the next day. I don't catch them all that well. Okay. So then that night I'm in, I'm in the room and I've got my shoes out. I'm looking and I'm like, man, I got to go back to that red pair. Well, I go back out and I bust them again with the red ones on. Nice. That started it. And then I, and then it's just (laughs) progressed. And I was able to let all the other superstitions go. Now, let me tell you how bad it is. I carry a bag for clothes when I go to a major event and I carry a bag for shoes. I've got, 10, 12, 14 pair all the time. And I lay them out, and it's like a bullpen that you're picking. And I, I don't pick the night before. <laughs> Sometimes I can, but a lot of times it's the morning of, man. And you've got you to look at them, and you've got to pick the pair that's game ready that day. 
I can't fish them two days in a row. They're like pitchers. Wow. I got to wow. think about fishing the good ones day one and day three. You got to rest them. All that, man. Yeah. Do, do so that, that's why star. they're that's why they're the Nolan Ryan shoes then. These are the they're Nolan always ready Ryan. to go. They've, they've been the retired, but those got okay. tired and old. Those are some of my earliest ones. They got kind of, and so I kept them. And listen, I'd go, I'd take them to an event, and I'd, I'd let, and I, I'd rest them, and I'd rest them, and I'd go into the third day, and I'm trying to make the top twelve cut, and I'm thinking, man, I can make it anyway. I cannot use them on the third day and have them for finish day, and, I, and so I'd go with another pair and squeak in there, then I then I pull the Nolan Ryan's out for the crushing finish. Nice, <laughs> you you are like a rock star. You that's a rock deal, star. Man. Well, hey, you, yeah, you hey, know what they say, you, you got to dance with who brung you. you. You do have to dance with who brung you. <laughs> and and you always got to listen to the shoes. Somebody said that. To it, the shoes, Ter- Terry Brown told us you were a prima donna. That's what he yeah. said. Did he say that? Yeah, he, Only he, yeah he, he, he did. Hey, Boyd, have you ever been on a game show, a contestant on a game show before? I haven't. Well, you're about to be right now. Are you ready? Oh, I'm, on, I'm ready. Yes, let's do it. This is, uh, this is a little uh, Bassin match game. Okay. Are you ready for a little Bassin match game? Uh, let's do it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With this, what I'm just going to throw out a phrase. Okay. And then you tell me the first thing that that pops in your brain. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. Welcome to the Bassin match game. I'm your host Pat Renwick. Today, professional bass fisherman Boyd Duckett. Boyd. The first thing. Fairway to heaven. Fairway to heaven. Uh, that's going to be my uh, ten and a half degree Callaway driver. Ten and a half degree Callaway driver. Very technique nice. specific there yeah. on yeah. the club. Is that a big Bertha? <laughs> <laughs> Tour pro gourmet food. Tour pro gourmet food. Uh, used to be uh, used to be Vienna sausages and cracker, and now it's tuna in a can. Tuna in a can. <laughs> The chicken of the sea. The chicken of Yes. Dixie Chopper. Dixie Chopper. Dixie Chopper. That reminds me of, uh, you know, low-rider motorcycles. Uh, In fact, I think there's a Dixie Chopper brand. There there it is. Okay. There it is. Never a dull moment. Major League Fishing. Major League Fishing. Boom. Sight Fisherman. Sight Fisherman. Ah... Gosh, there's so many good ones. Aaron Martins. Uh, there's a group of them. That, you know what a sight fisherman, that's somebody that sees you catching them and comes over and gets on your spot. That's a sight fisherman, Boyd. Gotcha. I missed that completely. I was thinking about the guys that I know can freaking catch them. Kelly Jordan, uh, Aaron Martin, a bunch of the guys in tour. I missed that whole deal. Right? <laughs> that's the Bent Rod Decatur Flats. Used to have grass. Used to have grass and used to have more bass. A lot more. A lot more bass. Hey, you, you did great on the bass and match game. Hey, thank you. He might have been our best contestant. It was a, it was a quick response. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, that shows you are a true pro. You are a businessman. I can tell that about you. I hear you, man. Just, you know, I, I, I like the I like the crowd. They were, they were into it. <laughs> they gave you another standing ovation, actually. <laughs> another standing ovation. Yeah, they're man. still standing. They're not clapping. They're just standing there. <laughs> we don't it's kind of weird, actually. It, it, it's nuts. <laughs> hey, if you had a chance to go fishing with, uh, with one celebrity, alive or dead, who would that celebrity be, Boyd? 
Wow, that's a good question. Uh, hmm, let me think about that. If I could go fishing, I would have to probably say uh, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Because. Yeah. You know I'm Leon, Leon Sandcastle. Sandcastle. I'm Leon Sandcastle, actually. <laughs> Deion, <laughs> Deion is a, Deion's a bass fisherman. Yeah. And, and, you know, Dion's a big deal. Everything, you know, he's Dion, Dion, man, he does everything better than everybody else. So I, I would just think it would be a fun day to go out and compete with him in a boat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because he's, you know, he's talked a big game about bass fishing. And you could get like matching up. Uh, you can, He could wear Boyd Duckett's signature series shoes. It'll be the only thing I ever had on him. So yeah, something. You know, something. I actually, I actually met Dion a couple years ago when they had the NFL draft in Chicago. I yeah. ran into him downtown and we talked bass fishing for a couple minutes. And he told He's you still real into it. He told you he was a Boyd Duckett fan, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So, see, he actually had a Boyd Duckett shirt on. We, we can yeah. we can Let's make this. He was wearing your jersey. We we can we can make this happen. <laughs> hey, um. Say that uh, that you have to uh, go out and and uh, one of your sponsors, like let's say Ducket Fishing, okay, yes. uh, says Boyd, I need a twenty pound bag of fish to take some pictures of. Where are you going? Wow, uh, gonna have to stay right here at home at Gunnersville. Right at Gunnersville. Right here at Gunnersville. That would probably be the easiest place I would know how to catch twenty pounds. Yeah, you tickle them on the G spot. That's a good good place right there. <laughs> That's it, man. Right here, 20, 20 is very doable at Gunnersville. Fairly quick. Nice. What what's the uh, what's the number one excuse you hear as a tournament pro in bass fishing? The number one excuse. Uh, guys are on your stuff. <laughs> guys are on your stuff. Yeah, other other anglers are on your stuff. We've all been there where we had a we we got two or three places. Where, where we have big schools and, and you get a, a boat draw of 80 and you and you show up and there's there's one or two elites already there you go to your second hole there's somebody there you know what I mean it's like it's like uh you know the merry go uh, you know what am I trying to say merry go round where you know the music stops sure uh, you play rotation yeah, yeah musical yeah, chairs yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't have anywhere to sit I mean you know those days and that happens to all of us but it's frustrating that's the number one excuse I know of the 2007 Bassmaster Classic, certainly uh, the highlight of your career. Um, we, we watched it go down as fans. Um, the elation that you expressed, outstanding. What did Boyd say when, when he caught that fish? What oh, was I, I watched it this morning, actually, at work. What did he say? That's what I'm fishing for. That's what I'm fishing for. It was it was one of my great my my favorite moments of uh, I mean any any of the classic winning fish that honestly that one, I, obviously I can Ellie you know with the with the big freak out but God when you caught that thing it was just like there was like a pause for a second when you pulled it out of the water and then it looked like you were like oh my God I think I just won you know, <laughs> yeah. and then it just all came out it was so cool um, you, and you worked uh, so hard for that fish too it was nuts. Yeah, weighed six ten. I remember well. Uh, and but uh, you know, there's times in tournaments, you know, where you're not certain because we don't have the scoreboard, at, you know, at, at Bass and FLW. Mm-hmm. But there, but then there's other times that you just know, you know, you just know it was enough. And in that classic, when I boated that fish, I I, I would have been so disappointed because I fully believed I'd won the classic, and you don't know for sure. 
But but that was that was such a big moment, and that's what I was fishing for, man. I I was fishing for two bites a day in that classic, and I got and I got two big bites every day uh, flipping mats. But I had to have them, you know. Sure. And Skeet crushed them the last day. You remember? Yes. You know, he got yes. a big bag. And I, I got to ask you about those mats too. That I mean, in that time of the year, is that gra- that grass? To me, I'm colorblind, so I couldn't tell what color it was, but it looked dead to me. Was that grass like brown and dead? I mean, they're still hanging out in there. It's what it is. It's water willow, and, okay. it, and it dies in the winter. And it just falls over, and it makes a little canopy mat where the water willow falls over. And the water was super cold. Big advantage for me, I feel like, because I had some knowledge. It's here that lays here in Alabama, and uh, most of the guys didn't do that. And those, that's where those big females swim. Uh, you know, they'll every lake. They not just there every lake. Even when it's cold, when the timing is right, those females come every afternoon to the banks and swim everywhere. I don't care if the water's 39 degrees, man. That's what they do, and they're going to come, and they're going to look and be up there for a couple, three hours every day, you know, starting in February. And uh, and it's not many of them, and it's the ones that need to spawn quickest, which are the big ones. Nice. So, it's, awesome. it's the right place at the right time, but an excellent example of decision making in that classic dude we'll remember it for it's history it's history boy duckett yeah it really is hey uh thank you so much for coming on the show boyd hey it's it's a pleasure man you guys are great and i'm i'm around anytime we'd love to have you on again we 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 have a seven hour special on coming up soon so we're we'd like you for six and a half of those hours are you available I'm in there, man. We'll just uh, just give me, you know, just let me know what day. It's going to be on CBS prime time. <laughs> yes, and we want to yeah, be on CBS. Yes, yeah. 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 And, and if you ever need guys to work for the Major League Fishing deal, we would be perfect marshals. I mean, come on. you got to be. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I'm going to send you my resume. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Boyd, thanks so much. Uh, best of luck in the 2017 Elite Series. And, again, congratulations, and thank you so much for that thing we call Major League Fishing, dude. Thank you, man. We're having a blast. We'll, we'll see you out there, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, Boyd Duckett. Thank you so much, Boyd. Thank see you. Guys. We'll catch you next thank time. You. Hey, that wraps up the Bass Buzz with Boyd Duckett. Don't go nowhere. Uh, when we get back, Mike Iconelli from the Bass University is going to educate us right here on Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. <laughs>